That's awesome. That's awesome. There, there, there's some longevity in this room, isn't there? You know what? You know what's interesting is for those of you that, I mean, over 80 years in the same town, you must love Powell River. There's something about being in this town, isn't there? Everybody, if I ask you, why do you love this place? Why do you, why do you live here? Everyone's going to have a whole bunch of different answers, aren't they? Some people are going to talk about the beauty of the nature and the mountains. Some people are going to talk about you're an introvert and the isolation, you love it because no one's around. Um, some just like the, the, the lack of hustle and bustle versus the city. Maybe some of you like us, Lisa and I, we moved from the city and then we all, all of a sudden realize there's a different way to live life. It was amazing. It was like a breath of fresh air. But I believe that God calls us intentionally to the places that he plants us to live. That this is a midfield, this is a place of intention that God has called each and every one of us to, to be light in the dark, to be salt and truth bearers in this place. God has called us to Powell River collectively as a church, not this, this, just this church, but I'm talking all the other churches that are meeting right now, lifting up the name of Jesus, and I believe the Holy Spirit is inspiring the church of Powell River to begin to wrestle with the mission that they've been called to. And by the Spirit, He will give us a love that goes beyond perhaps even the superficial love that we've had for this place, that goes deeper than just the beauty of nature and the, the convenience of the less, less hustle and bustle and the busy. He's going to give us a deep love for humanity in this region. A deep love for people in this region. If you're taking notes, we're in a series called The Values That Shape Us. And the mission of this series, the outcome that we want to have in this series, is that we align ourselves around values that will then keep us united so we can move forward in this mission of making Jesus famous in Powell River region and beyond. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Um, actually, no, I'm going to give you a precursor before I do. It was interesting. We did this in community. So we did this with key leaders, and we sat in a room, and we did this over the period of months. And so this was one that we kind of had to wrestle with a little bit. We are trying to go, how do we communicate the value of being missional where you're planted, where you're at. And we were coming up with all these different sentences and all these different things, and, and we were trying to make it work. And then finally, at the end of the day, we just said, why don't we just talk about Powell River as a value for evangel? And this is what we came up with. If you're taking notes, write this down. Blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. Friends, we are blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. As long as you live in this town, this is a value that we need to share. Blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. And I believe that the spirit of truth wants to convince us that we carry a blessing. And it's meant to be poured out. And we're going to talk about what that means. So if you have your Bibles, turn, turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. I'll give you a moment to get there. 
Genesis chapter 12 is the very first book in the Bible. If you're, if you're going old school, if you have your U version, we welcome you to do that. If you're here and you don't have a Bible, uh, I would welcome you to just pull out your phone right now, visit myevangel.church forward slash Bible. And we'll have some Bibles there that you can link to right away to your app store on whatever device you have. And you can get a Bible on your phone right now and get going on it. Blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. Genesis 12, 1 to 3 says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Paul connects the dots for us a little bit in the letter to the Galatian church. And in Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, 13 to 14, he says this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. That's us, friends. That's most of us. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, might come to us, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. The promise to Abraham was that his blessing would be poured out to all the earth. That was the promise. It wasn't just about Israel as, his, as, his, uh, as generations to come, it was about the blessing that was given to Abraham would be poured out and extended to the entire earth. Now fast forward to the first century and Jesus becomes the descendant of Abraham who extends this blessing to the entire world through his death and resurrection. And he takes on the curse of sin and death upon himself. Why does this matter? Because the fundamental reality of this world is humanity is living under a curse. And that curse is sin and death. This is why Paul says Jesus became cursed on that cross. He endured the full weight of the curse so we, we would not have to walk in the curse any longer. When you said yes to Jesus, you essentially exchanged death for life and the curse for the blessing. That's exactly what happened. We have to get this picture of blessing and being blessed because we live in a world of hashtag blessed. Who's ever been on social media and you found that parking spot close to the store, you know, hashtag blessed, right? Or something, something good happened to you. And, 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 and here's what we do. We've, we've, created this, we've created this idea of blessing and we can almost like just interchange it with the word karma. Being blessed is so much more than just the good things in life. It's so much more than that parking spot. 
We have degenerated blessing down to the smallest parts of what it really is. And in so doing, we're missing the magnitude of the power of blessing. We're missing the magnitude of the power of blessing. The root noun for the Hebrew word blessing is is barak. And and it's translated need. And the verb barak means kneel. It means kneel. To, To walk in the blessing, we must first be those who kneel before the creator. It's this picture of submission to the one who gives the blessing, the one who speaks and breathes life. Have you ever watched a knighthood ceremony? Most of you probably have never seen the real thing, but you've seen it on the movies, right? You've seen it in the movies. What happens? The knight comes before the monarch and does what? He kneels. And then what happens? The monarch then bestows the blessing. Monarch then bestows the knight. And what's interesting about that is they are simultaneously being humbled and being exalted. When we submit to our Creator and we come before God and we kneel before Him, we are simultaneously being humbled in right position as the created being before the creator God. And as we do so, he extends the blessing. And he exalts us. And he lifts us up. And he gives us something of worth. And he speaks life into us. And we exchange that curse and that death and that brokenness and the sin for life and purpose, and eternity. Simultaneously, an act of humility and an act of being exalted. In the Christian faith, it's this moment of returning to the original intentions of creation. In kneeling before God, you declare him as the rightful ruler over your life, but in submitting your life to him, he removes the curse and breathes new life of blessing in you. You see... Blessing carries with it creative and restorative power. So next time you want to bless, I want you to think about what you're saying. Next time you see someone that bless you, I want you to think about the power of those words. The Lexham Bible Dictionary has this to say about the root word. It says, The Hebrew root, bless, is widely understood as referring to health, creating power. Health-creating power. I'm hammering this nail over and over because unless we get this at the foundational level, we're going to forever be walking in this understanding of blessing that is cheap and stripped of all real power. I'm glad you got the parking spot. But maybe we should leave it for someone else because we could all use a little more walking in our lives. But friends, I want, I believe the spirit of truth wants to convince you that first and foremost, before anything else, that you are blessed. 
You are blessed. You are walking in the blessing of God. You are a blessing everywhere that you go. When you walk into your workplace, you are a blessing to that workplace because the spirit of truth is with you everywhere that you go. There is power in being the blessed of God. Because you are restored and you are alive. You walk in power as a blessing. I believe the Spirit wants to convince us that it's so much more than just living the hashtag blessed life. That God has blessed you with restorative power. He's restored you. And as you walk into dark places, you're a blinding light of blessing. You're salt. You're, you're, you're truth personified as you live your life in your best possible way, looking more and more like Jesus every day. Blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. So, so now we ask ourselves the question, what do we do with blessing? God told Abraham, I'll bless you, so you will be a blessing to all nations. So what do we do with the blessing? What do we do with the blessing? How do we become a blessing? And the first thing is ask God to put the blessing in your mouth. Ask God to put the blessing in your mouth. There's something um, we often do in the church called the benediction, which, which means literally means an utterance of blessing. The benediction, the, the utterance of blessing. More traditional faiths will, will use many forms that are found in Scripture. Uh, so benediction is a declaration of blessing and life and truth over you. For instance, some of you will recognize this benediction. This is a blessing that was given from God to Moses for Aaron to speak over the people of Israel. Many of you will know it. The Lord spoke to Moses in Numbers 6, 22 to 27. Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. God Put the blessing in the mouths of the priests of Israel that day. Notice that God was the designer and the implementer of the blessing. And he entrusted it. He entrusted it to the priests. He made the priests stewards of that blessing to be spoken over the people. He put the blessing in their mouths. You'll often hear me speak a benediction over you from time to time, and it's often at the end of the service. And I'll make, I'll make kind of uh, benedictions or declarations like this. I'll say things like, may you know the power of the Spirit in your life. May he convince you of the truth of his word and work with power to bring everlasting change in your lives. May you know God in deeper measure. That's benediction. That's the blessing being spoken. That's the blessing. And here, friends, hear me on this. I don't just do that because it's a good segue to coffee time at the end of the service. I do that because I am convinced that we carry the power of the blessing 
in our mouths. When we speak the truth of God over one another, there is power in those words to shape and to restore and to create. God has entrusted us with the words of blessing. May he put the words of blessing in our mouths. And may we be good stewards of it. May we be good stewards of it. So what does this mean for you? Ask the Lord to put the blessing on your lips and in your mouth. You have been redeemed. You have been recreated in Christ Jesus. Your reality is no longer one of the curse, but the foundations of your life are now built on life itself and the blessing. You are filled with the spirit of truth to be those who declare truth and life over your neighborhoods and over this town of Powell River. Next time you go for a walk in your neighborhood, be mindful and speak the blessing over your neighbors. Even if they can't hear you, declare the blessing of God over your neighborhoods. When you walk into your workplaces, would you just walk in and go, Lord, I, just ble- I bless my coworkers. I speak blessing over my coworkers. Give me opportunity to take it out of my mouth and actually give it to them. Give me opportunity to speak the blessing over my friends. Give me opportunity to speak the blessing over my family members that are perhaps far from you. And friends, I believe that God wants to convince us by his spirit today that there's power in the blessing. There's power in the blessing. And it's not about the words. It's about the truth behind the words. It's about declaring what is right and righteous and true in a world that is desperate for life. You are the blessed, and you're called to pour out the blessing. Proverbs 11.25 says this, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. Imagine with me a church like ours convinced that there's power in the words of blessing and taking it to the streets of this town. Imagine with me a church that is convinced that at our very core, we carry the presence of Jesus into every room that we walk into. In every neighborhood, in every grocery store, in every bank. Don't, Don't underestimate the power of the blessing that you carry. As a reality of who you are in Christ Jesus, as a reality of the truth that he's put in your mouth to speak. Because the enemy is speaking loud and clear in our culture, friends. The enemy is speaking the curse loud and clear in our culture, friends. And I'm not talking about being obnoxious. I'm not talking about going out and, and, and being bullhorn Billy. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about going out in the power of the Spirit as the blessed and speaking blessing and declaring blessing where the curse is being shouted from the rooftops. Blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. 
Now, now before we get too carried away, we, we have to be careful that we don't limit the blessing to lip service only. We can't just limit the blessing to lip service only. There, there's a danger that we resign ourselves to prayer and speech that is life, but use it as an excuse not to step physically into the needs around us. That becomes too easy. Sometimes we super spiritualize this faith journey of ours and we think, Lord, I spent an hour in prayer for this town, but I'm not going to go out in it. We have, to, we have to walk with the blessing in our mouths, but we also have to walk with the blessing in our hands. And we live in a town that has deep needs. And these needs can only be brought to health by the working of Jesus in lives. This is, a, this is another area where God's people have at times exchanged the power of blessing for the hashtag blessed life. Social justice is the catchphrase and push of an entire generation that I'm a part of. Going out and doing good deeds and righting wrongs and, and standing up for what is right. But here's the problem, friends. Oftentimes we put the gospel into the background of our initiatives. I'm guilty of this. It's just easier to go out and be a nice person doing nice things for those who need help. But the power of the gospel leads us into the mess of a broken humanity and convinces us to both meet the needs deep down and to declare with our mouths the only good news that can change it. When we walk into culture and circumstances and places where there's deep need and brokenness and the curse is alive and well, it will only be the blessing of knowing the gospel that can change it permanently. We need to be those that speak the blessing and carry it also in our hands. Too often we come with the blessing of the hands and the very things that will change everything get caught in the throat. Let me speak to my generation for a moment. Friends, don't exchange the gospel of social justice for the gospel of Jesus. They're not the same thing. Don't exchange the gospel of social justice for the gospel of Jesus. Because the gospel of Jesus will take us into the need the gospel of Jesus will cause us to stand for what is right and true and just. But the gospel of Jesus will also lead us to declaring truth that will change a life. We carry the blessing in our mouths, but we carry the blessings in our hands. Benediction, speaking blessing, and benefaction, giving the gifts are both required to being a blessing to our community. Blessing, blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. Now Powell River, we, we all have our reasons for being here. 
We all have those things that we love about the location and the beauty and the tranquility of this town. And I believe God is calling us to look deep into the humanity of this town. You aren't here by accident. God has called you here for such a time as this. You're attending this church because you're aligning your heart around these values in community because God has something in mind to speak over this town. And that's life. And that's the gospel, the good news that Jesus came, that Jesus came to die for a broken humanity and to replace the curse for the blessing. Just like he did with Moses and Aaron, he's given us the words of life, the power of the gospel, and has entrusted us with the mandate of blessing Powell River in words and in our love and in our deeds. You are blessed. You carry a blessing in your hands and in your mouths. Blessed to be a blessing to Powell River. I wanted to end early tonight. I'm going to ask the worship team to come at this time. And here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make this painfully practical. We're going to do two things. First and foremost, we're going to, we're going to in community, affirm this as a value together, as we've been doing throughout this entire series. The second thing we're going to do is we're just going to play. We're going to have the musicians play. But we're going to take a moment to pray for our town. We're just going to get practical here. And I hope that the Spirit has convinced you that you have the blessing in your mouth. And there's power in that. And we're going to pray for our town. And and we're not just going to pray for our town. What I'm going to ask you to do is so often this is what we do. We go, Lord... I just pray for my neighbors. Would you just bless them? Would you reveal your son to them, right? I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm going to ask you to get specific. I'm going to ask you in your prayers to descend into the specific and call them out by name. Bless them by name. Bless their kids by name if you know their kids' names. Begin to bless your coworkers by name. Begin to own the mission field that God has planted you in. And I believe the spirit of truth wants to convince us and inspire us to be those that will go and be a blessing. It's a river. Not in a general way, in a very specific way. And as we do that, I believe God opens up doors. And he begins to open up conversations. And, and he begins to reveal needs around us. And then he inspires us to step in with open hands to meet needs with the words of blessing on our mouths. That's what it is to be a blessing. That's what it is to intercede and stand in the gap for your town. Not in general. Be specific. And that's what we're going to do. So as the worship team just begins to play, we're going to just descend into the specific. So Holy Spirit, would you convince us, would you convince us, Lord God, that there's power in prayer? 
convince us, Lord God, that you have given us authority to speak life and blessing over those that we love and those that we know. Would you convince us, Lord, that as we walk into our workplaces, we literally carry the blessing everywhere we go. That our workplace is blessed because we're there. Because your presence is there. That our neighbors are blessed because we're there. Because your presence is there. So friends, begin to pray. Begin to, begin to pray. And get specific. Get specific. I challenge you, get specific. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Speak life over them. Holy Spirit, erect hearts. Holy Spirit, reveal the Son to them. Reveal Jesus to them. Come on, church. Now is not the time to be timid. Now is the time to storm heaven. Now is the time to storm the gates and bind up the strong man. Lord, we speak life where death is being spoken so loudly. We speak life, Lord. We come against the enemy that is stealing and killing and destroying our neighbors and our friends and our family. And we speak the blessing where the curse is now. And we pray in faith that you will reveal yourself to these that we pray for. stand in the gap, Lord. We stand in the gap. And for those that don't even know that they have an issue, those that don't even know that they're lost or broken, would you unveil their eyes to see the truth of the world? Would you unveil their eyes to see the love of Jesus extended to them? Would you unveil their eyes, Lord, to see the pursuit of your love for them? Come on, friends, let's pray. Stand in the gap. I'm, I'm going to push you today. Listen, friends, come on. Come on. 
If the church won't do it, no one will. If the church won't stand, no one will. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. If you're, if you're full of the Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit. God would build your faith to believe that you carry the blessing and the life and the gospel that changes everything. If we won't do it, no one will. Holy Spirit, touch this town with your presence and your glory. And start with us, that we would be your ambassadors, that we would start living the way you called us to live. We bless Powell River. From Lund, Saltry, to Savory, to Saxena, we bless Powell River. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, we descend into specifics. Lord, forgive us for deferring. For deferring the mission of sharing the gospel to our neighbors and our coworkers and our friends to someone else. Forgive us. Put the blessing on our lips, Lord. Put the blessing in our mouths. Put the words in our mouths that we might be those that go forward with life and blessing in our mouths and in our hands. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on. Come on.